Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. When acquirers consider purchasing your software as a service business, they want to see many things. An impressive customer base, a promising growth trajectory and solid financials. But no matter how good these numbers look, you'll never be able to sell your business if it isn't secure. Nobody wants to buy a ticking time bomb. So let's look into the three parts of your business where security matters the most. Your product, your business itself, and the eventual acquisition. And yes, for a founder who's already juggling a dozen different things needed to run a business, thinking about security feels like yet another problem piled upon the ones we already face, I know. Fortunately, it is not as volatile as the hunt for the elusive product market fit or dealing with recession-induced customer churn. Security is mostly about making the right fundamental choices in the beginning and acting according to a set of best practices after. You will still have to build a system for selling your product to an ever-changing market. You won't sell your business on its internal security regimen alone, but by dealing with security from the start, you will have a much smoother operational reality in which you can spend your energy on business problems, not security concerns. Also, one more thing, you can't ever be fully secure. It's a cat and mouse game, shady actors come up with new ways to scam, cheat and steal from people, and security professionals will find ways to mitigate those attack vectors after the fact. What you can do is stay as secure as possible, making a concerted attack on you or your business prohibitively expensive. The reality is that there's always a way to get into your system, but you want to make it so hard that criminals go for another, less secure company instead. That's why at least a baseline of security efforts must be made for every SaaS business, yours included. And luckily, that's a relatively easy task, so let's start with how you can build a secure product. Software products should be secure by themselves, built on well-protected foundations, safe to use, and then shield all incoming and outgoing data from prying eyes. That's the basic assumption about a good and secure software product. Building this secure software product becomes much easier when your initial tech stack choices are made with long-term security in mind. And that usually means that you should skip the hype of the day framework in favor of well-tested and already established systems. There's something called the Lindy effect, and it suggests that technology that has been around for a while will likely stick around for equally as long. Look at the longevity of Ruby on Rails, for example. That is a web framework that has been around since 2004, and it's being used by massive enterprise businesses such as Airbnb, Netflix, and Shopify. This tech will be around for a while, not just because these businesses need it to make money, Established frameworks tend to form strong communities of experts and contributors over time, and many of those developers care a lot about security. Using such a framework and learning all about its security best practices will already get you very far by default. Developer communities tend to organize their collective knowledge in free and easily accessed documents and websites that you can use, and you will be building on the shoulders of giants if you use something that has been around for a while. And since we're talking about using the work of others, you'll very likely need to outsource several parts of your product's functionality to service providers, things like hosting, or file storage, 
all these things, they will be much easier, cheaper, and more secure in the cloud maintained by somebody else. Amazon Web Services has teams of thousands of engineers who are tasked with nothing but making their infrastructure as secure as possible. It's extremely unlikely that you can set up a server with the same security measures as such a massive team. The fact that you have to sleep alone makes this impossible. When you're in bed, hundreds of engineers carefully monitor their system for all kinds of anomalies, responding within seconds if anything out of the ordinary is happening. That's the level of security that you want in your critical dependencies. But it's definitely not the level of security you should expect in your dependencies. Because after all, businesses, most businesses, care more about their revenue than the security of their customers' data. This makes outsourcing a two-step process. First, you need to figure out what you want to hand over to third parties and then select the right ones that are actually secure. And let me state this as clearly as possible because it's very important if you're a solopreneur. Anything touching extremely sensitive customer data, payment, authentication, and often things like analytics should be handled by an expert third-party vendor. It's for the same reason that banks hire security companies to move their cash from one location to another in an armored car. It's not a bank's business to train, maintain, and deploy an armed security force. A bank's business is money. And the same goes for your login system and how your customers pay you. The moment you save their password or credit card number in your database, no matter how well you think they are encrypted, you become a target. You paint a target on your database and your business by extension. You will be on the safe side if all you save in your database is an easily revoked authentication token or a payment ID. All the risk now lies with the payment portal or an authentication provider, and both heavily insured businesses spending enormous amounts of money to keep their data, your data, under lock and key. Let's talk about a few practical points here. Number one is to turn on as many security features as you can both for yourself and for your customers. Allow your customers to use multi-factor authentication and single sign-on when they log into your application. You might lose something with that, direct access to emails or something, but you will have to ask them for permission to reach them through email. But that is more than worth it compared to having to tell them that their account and all the data in it was breached because you didn't update your servers and someone who shouldn't have gained access to your data did. And since we're talking about updates, updating your dependencies is product work. It is just as important as features. Anything making your code base more secure and durable is an improvement. Not every minute of every day needs to be spent on feature implementations. Integrating the most recent and more secure APIs for a critical service is just as important. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Updating is coding. Write that down. Put that on your monitor. It's important. It's really sometimes it's quite critical to get that right. And then protect your app with things like Cloudflare. At this point, not using Cloudflare's free DDoS protection in front of your application intentionally adds risk to your business by omission. You'd think DDoS only affects enterprise businesses like Twitter or Facebook because those are the things that we see when they get attacked. But the small size of your SaaS makes it relatively cheap for anyone a malicious competitor, for example, to take you out. Cloudflare protects you behind the network for free. You still get SSL encryption and DNS management and 
unmetered DDoS protection too. Everything for free. Using the service alone will already let you sleep easier at night and it won't cost you anything. Even the paid plans with the more fine-grained features are affordable for a bootstrapped SaaS business. It's a no-brainer. And they're not sponsoring this. Maybe they should, but it's just something that I use for all my SaaS properties as well. And if you don't use this, you're really willingly and intentionally adding risk that could have been prevented by just signing up and putting your thing behind the system. It's really, really helpful. But still, vet your vendors. Cloudflare? Now, that's a recognized and trusted name in the developer world, and they worked hard to get there. Vetting needs to happen for every single vendor that you use, and your customers will do the same. And this will probably be bad news for you if you're a solopreneur SaaS founder. But it is the unfortunate reality of the market. If the business you're handing your data to hasn't been around for at least a few years, you're going into a risky relationship. Most small businesses, small SaaS businesses, fly under the radar of cyber criminals. But once a SaaS grows to a certain size, it just needs to be more secure. It needs to secure itself much more robustly than a scrappy prototype. And people expect that level of security from enterprise-ready services that they are willing to pay for. So if you've just been around for a while, people will not expect you to be secure and they will not buy your product if they have security requirements. The next point here is more about information. Don't grab more data than you need because again, everything you have is painting a target on you and your business. Every data point that sits in your database unused is a liability because why exactly do you need to track every single page view or every click? Do you really need to save the contents of people's abandoned card for a year in your software? Over asking and over storing sensitive information or just regular information that in aggregate becomes sensitive because it can be used to identify a person that will give you no advantages because you're not using it, but a lot of drawbacks in the future. Again, painting a target. Take what you need and not a bit more. And then if you are already careful with your data and you're vetting your vendors, still try hacking your own products. Because since you know how it works, it will be more easy to find attack vectors to get to data that normal users shouldn't be able to access. Try hacking your product. Change the IDs in the URLs and see if you can load things that you shouldn't be able to. This isn't a comprehensive method, obviously, but it definitely beats trusting that you built a secure product in the first place. You might want to set up a bug bounty program too to encourage technical users of your product to disclose oddities and errors and attack vectors that they find to you for a reward. An insecure product erodes customer trust. News of data leaks or even just minor security issues spreads extremely fast in professional circles. People will be extremely cautious when they hear such things, even if they're unfounded. If there has been an incident, you need to disclose it immediately. Not only is it the law in most jurisdictions, but it's also the only way to salvage existing relationships. You'll still lose a couple customers over this but it's way less costly to invest in security before something happens than paying for the cleanup afterwards. To stay ahead of the curve, it's a good idea to keep an eye on the web security space. One resource that every single SaaS developer should know is the Open Worldwide Application Security Project, or OWASP for short. It's a nonprofit offering tools and guides and best practices to keep any web application secure and how to protect your customer's privacy. 
regularly browse the OWASP Foundation website for new threats and maybe subscribe to a security newsletter or two or YouTube channel and watch out for security conversations in your technical communities. Now, let's say you have a secure product built on secure foundations. That's half the battle. Well, the other half, unfortunately, won't be as straightforward as the technical part because it involves people and people make security much more challenging. But let's just try to stay pragmatic here. Securing your business means that you and only you have access to critical information at all times. It means that your secrets are protected and the value you create working in and on the business will eventually translate into financial wealth for you, either in an exit or just through the dividends your business can generate. And for that, you need documents, processes, and best practices. The most important thing to do is to have backups in place. Secure backups. Secure backups that you actually try to restore. An untested backup is like Schrödinger's cat. It might be alive or it might be dead. You won't know until you try to restore your data. A general rule here, no backup is the worst. A single backup is effectively just another single point of failure, and two backups are a start. Consider having one local backup, at least, such as having the same file saved on another computer in your home network, a cloud backup, and a regularly updated external backup at a safe location that is not your home or your office. Make sure you have backups for anything that touches money. Your invoices, your receipts, your transaction lists, tax documents, all of it. You'll be glad to have it all in one place anyway when the next audit comes around. Also, keep a backup of your code base and your database, if that can actually be compressed into a backup. Since you're following best practices and don't keep any secrets or credentials in your code or database, right? Right? You can safely store a compressed or encrypted code backup, database backup somewhere out of sight. Oh, and you should keep what is inside secure as well. Secure your devices. Doesn't matter that you're the only person in your home office using your desktop computer. Use a password to log in and encrypt your hard drive. We all hope never to be the victim of theft. But if it happens, you can at least rest assured that no one is going through your emails to grab your credit card information or logging into other services in your name. Secure your phones, your laptops, and your computers. Encrypt every single hard drive, and if possible, SD cards that you use as well, or external drives. Follow the basic guidelines of credential safety. Don't reuse your passwords. Use a password manager with strong, long, and complex randomly generated passwords. And use security features such as 2FA, two-factor authentication, and hardware security keys whenever possible. And this isn't just about you. Teach your family to adhere to these practices too. This is particularly important if you're a solopreneur sharing a Wi-Fi network with non-technical people who might not understand the need for tight security. Tell them, explain to them how quickly an attacker can ruin your whole future if they ever were able to take control of a computer inside your home network. Be graphic about it. Explain how access to your email inbox would allow criminals to just change passwords for every other service that you use within minutes. Spend some time researching internet safety tips for parents. They're not just for kids, they're also for non-technical people. The concepts of not sharing too much information and safeguarding your credentials and being distrustful of these offers that are too good to be true, well, they are important for every single age group. Your business is only as safe as the weakest link in your home network. So you'll have some educating to do. 
understand that people tend to reuse their passwords, not just within their own services, but also between personal and business accounts. That is something you need to banish from your life and the lives of your family members. It's extremely risky for the longevity of your business if you don't tackle that from the beginning. It's important to secure your business because the security of other businesses might depend on it. For this reason, you might want to look into the most common compliance expectations among your customers in your countries of operation. Standards like SOC2 for accounting or ISO 27001 for general IT security or HIPAA if you have medical information and the ever so present privacy law GDPR. These things come to mind here. If you serve smaller businesses, these might not be important, but it won't hurt to look into being compliant from the start, because it will make any eventual certification easier once you move on to bigger customers who expect these things. And one final thing before we talk about the exit, if you're building in public or sharing anything online, beware of accidental credential leakage. Usually this happens through screenshots or URLs that you share. Screenshots might include IDs or usernames or just general names that nefarious actors could use to impersonate you. Train yourself to always look at any screenshot you're about to share and think about what a hacker would do with the information that you provide. There are smart screenshot tools out there, such as fellow indie hacker Tony Dean's Snapper that I use, really cool, that have redaction features built in. That tool automatically redacts sensitive data and allows you to quickly block out other text before you save the screenshot as a file. So use that and just redact everything that is not important to the screenshot. If you share URLs, they might also contain session IDs or unique IDs, identifiers of you, who you are on your account that hackers can use to act on your behalf. You might share sensitive usernames or private virtual locations that can lead criminals to data that isn't protected by anything but obscurity. So if you share, share the minimum you need to share. A picture of the dozens of open tabs on your browser might seem funny, hilarious, but you just expose precisely what websites you visit. You might have told thousands of people which bank you use, where you shop, what news sites you visit, and where you store important information. Redact everything. All right, let's get to the good part, the good part of your entrepreneurial journey. When acquirers come knocking, the founder's life becomes incredibly exciting. The due diligence process is an integral part for any sale and has several security implications, so let's talk about them. For most founders, that stage is still a few years away, so we'll look at how you can set up your business to make this process as smooth as possible when that happy day draws near. Rule number one, Never share secret information without having the proper agreements in place. Do your own seller side due diligence on any potential acquirer. Some people are faking offers to get a glimpse at your secret sauce. Don't share anything on a whim and make sure that even if contracts are in place, you keep protecting your customer data. But let's say you're talking to a legitimate buyer who can be trusted. Let's make this easy for them to transition the business over a gesture that in itself makes your business more valuable and increases the potential size of your check. You will want to have clear and complete account separation between how you log into your business dependencies and your personal accounts. From the start, create an email address that is only used for business purposes and sign up with that. Right at the beginning, this can be a new Gmail account, but I recommend setting up something on a custom domain as soon as possible. It'll look more professional and can be more easily extended once more people join your efforts. 
Whatever you do, use password managers and keep all passwords in a password vault. In fact, keep all links to your process documentation and your code base locations in there too. Most password managers support secure notes for this purpose, and this will make the handover extremely easy. When we sold Feedback Panda back in 2019, the big day of the sale was effectively just us handing over a URL and a password to our password vault. Anything else of our business was in that vault. This is a great streamlining opportunity and your acquirer will appreciate it and pay you for it. All right, there we have it. A secure product, operated securely, sold and transitioned safely. Of course, what I shared with you here isn't exhaustive. The world of security is constantly shifting, and while the fundamentals will keep you mostly safe, there's no such thing as perfect security. Keep an open mind, follow the experts like Troy Hunt, who I talked to earlier this week about this very topic, and consider security as a first-class citizen in the crowded room that contains all the many things that you need to take care of as a founder. Security is important. Don't neglect it. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Bootstrap Founder. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You'll find my books and my Twitter course there too. If you want to support me and the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, get the podcast in your podcast player of choice, and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Any of this will help the show. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>